Happy Monday. Welcome to Kingdom Testimonies. This is Lisa. It is September 27th, 2021. And it's almost October. That's pretty crazy. We are in 2nd Baruch. And we left off on chapter 50. And I had read two or three verses into chapter 50. But I'm going to start over because it's, it's quite the chapter. It's pretty amazing. Okay. Let me get my marker and calendar out of the way here. Okay. Let's just dive right in. Chapter 50. Um, now, Baruch was just having a conversation with the Lord. Um, they're talking about the end of time, the resurrection body, and all them sorts of things. Okay. Now, Baruch said, Will you per perchance change these things which have been in the world as also the world? Um, he was talking about the entrammeling members um, of our bodies that hinder and fetter us. He also asked, will the splendor of those, how will the splendor of those who are after that time continue? Okay, so he's talking about the righteous. Okay. So the Lord answered and said unto me, hear Baruch this word and write in the remembrance of your heart all that you shall learn. For the earth shall then assuredly restore the dead, which it now receives in order to preserve them. So is that in the ground, physical and spiritual side of things here? Um, it shall make no change in their form, but as it has received, so shall it restore them. And as I delivered them unto it, so also shall it raise them. Okay, for then it will be necessary to show the living that the dead have come to life again and that those who had departed have returned. And it shall come to pass when they have severally recognized those whom they now know, then judgment shall grow strong and those things which before were spoken of shall come. Okay, now this happened in Jesus's day. Okay. But he's also talking about the very end because their, their conversation is about the consummation of the time. But in Jesus' day when he died on the cross, the graves split open and the dead rose and walked about in Jerusalem. Okay, so chapter 51. And it shall come to pass when that day, appointed day has gone by, that then shall the aspect of those who are condemned be afterwards changed, and the glory of those who are justified. Okay, he's talking about the condemned and the justified. Okay, for the aspect of those who now act wickedly shall become worse than it is, as they shall suffer torment. Also, as for the glory of those who have now been justified in my law, who have had understanding in their life, 
and who have planted in their heart the root of wisdom, then their splendor shall be glorified in changes, and the form of their face shall be turned into the light of their beauty, that they may be able to acquire and receive the world which does not die, which is then promised to them. So now we could, we could argue that this is those of those who die, the condemned um, become worse than they were, and the righteous are changed, are glorified in changes. But, you know, why is it talking about only at the end of time? So is this still people who are alive that this is happening to? Um, for over this, above all, shall those who come then lament, that they rejected my law and stopped their ears, that they might not hear wisdom or receive understanding. When therefore they see those over whom they are now exalted, but who shall then be exalted and glorified more than they, they shall respectively be transformed, the latter into the splendor of angels, and the former shall yet more waste away in wonder at the visions and in the beholding of the forms. For they shall first behold and afterwards depart to be tormented. So this is happening before people die. Some people, the wicked, that are going to be condemned are going to become worse. If they were dead in spirit before, they were going to become more dead. You know, are they going to look like zombies? Because the glorified ones, the righteous ones, are going to go, they will be glorified in changes. They'll go from glory to glory. The form of their face shall be turned into the light of their beauty. And the wicked will see this happening. That's on the earth. That's, that's going to happen on the earth. Um, when they see those over whom they are now exalted, who shall then be exalted and glorified more than they, they will be transformed, the latter into the splendor of the angels. The righteous are going to glow. And the former will waste away in wonder. They're going to become like, I hate to keep saying zombies, but are they going to decay right in front of our eyes? For they will first behold and then afterwards depart to be tormented. That's when they will go to hell, whatever the name of the place is they're going to go. All right, verse 7, But those who have been saved by their works, and to whom the law has been now a hope, and understanding and expectation, and wisdom a confidence, shall wonders appear in their time. Reminds me of John chapter 14. Um, Greater works shall you do, because I go to my Father. For they shall behold the world which is now invisible to them, and they shall behold the time which is now hidden from them. And time shall no longer age them. Wow. When they become glorified, they stop aging. That's it. They're heavenly beings walking on the earth. 
in Corinthians, they are the celestial objects. And that's not just talking about the, the planets, the moon, stars, whatever, because it talks about the terrestrial and the celestial. Okay, that's uh, Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15. For in the heights of that world shall they dwell, and they shall be made like unto the angels, and be made equal to the stars. Didn't Enoch describe the stars as angels? And they shall be changed into every form they desire, from beauty into loveliness, and from light into the splendor of glory. Well, that's pretty cool. All right, verse 11... For there shall be spread before them the extents of paradise, and there shall be shown to them the beauty of the majesty of the living creatures which are beneath the throne, and all the armies of the angels who are now held fast by my word, lest they should appear, and are held fast by a command that they may stand in their places till their advent comes. The living creatures under the throne they will be they'll be seeing the living creatures Is that the four-faced ones the, the, the ox the eagle the man and the, the lion is that the other face moreover there shall be excellency in the righteous surpassing surpassing that in the angels for the first shall receive the last those whom they were expecting and the last those of whom they used to hear that they had passed away. For they have been delivered from this world of tribulation and laid down the burden of anguish. For what then have men lost their life? And for what have those who were on the earth exchanged their soul? For then they chose not for themselves this time, which beyond the reach of anguish could not pass away. But they chose for themselves that time, whose, whose issues are full of lamentations and evils. And they denied the world which ages not those who come to it. And they rejected the time of glory so that they shall not come to the honor of which I told you before. Is this the righteous? Were we, were we given a choice? According to Neville Johnson, we were given a choice. For what have those who were on earth exchanged their soul? Um, Neville Johnson in one of his, that's the end of chapter 51. In uh, one of his videos, or several, I think he said it several times. Um, he said that we were, of course, as spirits in heaven before we were given our bodies. We were created before we were put into bodies. And he said, and I tend to believe him, that we were given a choice if we wanted to live at the end of time or just, you know, what, what age we wanted to live in. Um, can't prove that. It's just something I, I feel is right in Baruch seems to be uh, confirming that. Chapter 52, And I answered and said, How can we forget those for whom woe is then reserved? 
And why, therefore, do we again mourn for those who die? Or why do we weep for those who depart to Sheol? Let lamentations be reserved for the beginning of that coming torment. And let tears be laid up for the advent of the destruction of that time. But even in the face of these things will I speak. And as for the righteous, what will they do now? Rejoice you in the suffering which you now suffer. For why do you look for the decline of your enemies? Make ready your soul for that which is reserved for you. Prepare your souls for the reward which is laid up for you. All right, chapter 53, the vision of the cloud with black and white waters. And when I had said these things, I fell asleep there, and I saw a vision, and lo, a cloud was ascending from a very great sea, and I kept gazing upon it, and lo, it was full of waters, white and black. And there were many colors in those selfsame waters, and as it were, the likeness of great lightning was seen at its summit. And I saw the cloud passing quick, swiftly in quick courses, and it covered all the earth. And it came to pass after these things that that cloud began to pour upon the earth the waters that were in it. And I saw that there was not one in the same likeness in the waters which descended from it. For in the first beginning they were black and many, or a time and afterwards I saw that the waters became bright, but they were not many, and after these things again I saw black waters. Okay, that was in parentheses. And after these things again bright, and again black, and again bright. Now this was done twelve times, but the black were always more numerous than the bright. And it came to pass at the end of the cloud that, lo, it rained, back, it rained black waters, and they were darker than had been all those waters that were before. And fire was mingled with them, and where those waters descended, they wrought devastation and destruction. The twelve times um, sounds like to me his twelve steps in chapter 27. And it was bright, then black, then bright, then black. Was it black, then a reprieve, then black, then a reprieve, then black, then a reprieve? So the bright was the reprieve. You know, I think, I think out of God's mercy, he's going to allow us time to adjust. I think as we are doing now from what happened last year in 2020. Um, <clears throat> I do believe the evil rulers, for lack of a better term, are uh, coming back with more plans. Okay, and after these things, I saw how that lightning which I had seen on the summit of the cloud seized hold of it and hurled it to the earth. Now we're on the twelfth time, so that's that was the probably the wrath. Now that lightning shone exceedingly so as to illuminate the whole earth, and it healed those regions where the last waters had descended and wrought devastation. And it took hold of the whole earth and had dominion over it. And I saw after these things, and lo, twelve rivers were ascending from the sea. And they began to surround that lightning and to become subject to it. And by reason of my fear, I awoke. Okay, uh, Baruch is now chapter 54. He is asking for interpretation of his vision. And I besought the Mighty One and said, You alone, O Lord, know of aforetime the deep things of the world. 
and the things which befall in their times you bring about by your word. And against the works of the inhabitants of the earth you do hasten the beginnings of the times. And the end of the seasons you alone know, you for whom nothing is too hard, but who do, who do everything easily by a nod, you to whom the depths come as the heights, and whose word the beginnings of the ages serve, you who reveal to those who fear you what is prepared for them, that henceforth they may be comforted. You show great acts to those who know not. You break up the enclosure of those who are ignorant and light up what is dark and reveal what is hidden to the pure, who in faith have submitted themselves to you and your law. You have shown to your servant this vision. Reveal to me also its interpretation. You notice something um, like with Enoch too, before they beseech the mighty one, they give him lots of praise, uh, maybe to show their intention, you know, like someone approaching a king, it's like, oh, mighty king, you're so great and wonderful, you know what I mean? But they praise the Lord to, I think, to show their intent. You can't just walk up to the Lord and say, all right, what does that mean? You know, there's there's a, a somewhat of fear of the Lord in there. Verse 7, For I know that as regards those things wherein I besought you, I have received a response. And as regards what I besought, you did reveal to me with what voice I should praise you. Yeah, he's talking about praising. And for what members I should cause praises and hallelujahs to ascend to you. For if my members were mouths, and the hairs of my head voices, even so I could not give you the reward of praise, nor laud you as is befitting. Nor could I recount your praise, nor tell the glory of your beauty. For what am I amongst men? Or why am I reckoned amongst those who are more excellent than I? That I have heard all these marvelous things from the Most High, and numberless promises from Him who created me. Blessed be my mother among those that bear, and praised among women be she that bear me. Sounds a lot different than Jeremiah saying, I wished I had, my mother had, the baby had died when she gave birth or something like that. I think that was Jeremiah. For I will not be silent in praising the mighty one. And with a voice of praise I will recount his marvelous deeds. For who doeth like unto your marvelous deeds, O God? Or who comp comprehend your deep thought of life? For with your counsel you do govern all the creatures which your right hand has created. And you have established every fountain of light beside you. And the treasures of wisdom beneath your throne have you prepared. And justly do they perish who have not loved your law. And the torment of judgment shall await those who have not submitted themselves to your power. For though Adam first sinned and brought untimely death upon all, yet of those who were born from him, each one of them has prepared for his own soul torment to come. And again, each one of them has chosen for himself glories to come. So Baruch is saying we have a choice, torment or glory. For assuredly he who believeth will receive reward. But now as for you, you wicked that now are, turn you to destruction because you shall speedily be visited in that formerly you rejected the understanding of the Most High. For his works have not taught you, nor has the skill of his creation, which is at all times, persuaded you. Adam is therefore not the cause, save only of his own soul. 
but each of us has been the atom of his own soul. That's very true. But do you, O Lord, expound to me regarding those things which you have revealed to me, and inform me regarding that which I besought you. For at the consummation of the world, vengeance shall be taken upon those who have done wickedness according to their wickedness, and you will glorify the faithful according to their faithfulness. For those who are amongst your own, you rule, and those who sin, you blot out from amongst your own. All right. And it came to pass, when I had finished speaking the words of this prayer, that I sat there under a tree, that I might rest in the shade of the branches. And I wondered and was astonished, and pondered in my thoughts regarding the multitude of goodness which sinners who are upon the earth have rejected, and regarding the great torment, torment which they have despised, though they knew that they should be tormented because of the sin they had committed. And when I was pondering on these things and the like, Lo, the angel Ramiel, who presides over true visions, was sent to me and said unto me, Why does your heart trouble you, Baruch, and why does your thought disturb you? For if owing to the report which you have only heard of judgment, you are so moved, what will you be when you shall be, see it manifestly with your eyes? So Baruch is going to see this from the heavenly realm. Possibly he is part of a cloud of witnesses. And if with the expectation wherewith you do expect the day of the mighty one, you are so overcome. What will you are so overcome? What will you be when you shall come to its advent? And if at the word of the announcement of the torment of those who have done foolishly, you are, are so wholly distraught, how much more when the event will reveal marvelous things? And if you have heard tidings of the good and evil things which are then coming and are grieved, what will you be when you shall behold what the majesty will reveal, which shall convict these and cause those to rejoice? All right. So I think Baruch was expecting the, um, the Lord to answer, but this time the Lord sent an angel um, it's quite lengthy. He goes through the 12. Sorry. He goes through the 12. Uh, but it's kind of, it's kind of uh, unclear as to what's, what is what number. Because he goes from the Black waters to the bright waters to the black waters to the bright waters, black waters, bright waters, and possibly this is not the twelve steps of the final time. Maybe this is of the um, history. Yes, it looks like it's the time of the history of the of the um, Israelites. So, like Enoch. The, the uh, revelation of this last vision, starting at chapter 56, is going to be, I mean, he did that in Enoch, how he explained the history of the world through his chosen people, the Israelites. 
So um, we're only at 24 minutes. I will read the introduction and we'll get into it tomorrow. Okay, nevertheless, because you have besought the Most High to reveal to you the interpretation of the vision which you have seen, I have been sent to tell you, and the Mighty One hath assuredly made known to you the methods of the times that have passed, and of those that are destined to pass in his wor world from the beginning of its creation even unto its consummation, of those things which are deceit and of things which are in truth. So this happened with Enoch as well. For as you did see a great cloud which ascended from the sea and went and covered the earth, this is the duration of the world which the Mighty One made when he took counsel to make the world. And it came to pass when the word had gone forth from his presence that the duration of the world had come into being in a small degree and was established according to the multitude of the intelligence of him who sent it. And as you did previously see on the summit of the cloud black waters which descended previously on the earth, this is the transgression wherewith Adam the first man transgressed. For since when he transgressed, untimely death came into being. Grief was named, and anguish was prepared. Pain was created, and trouble consummated. Disease began to be established, and Sheol kept demanding that it should be renewed in blood. And the beginning of children was brought about, and the passion of parents produced, and the greatness of humanity was humiliated, and goodness languished. Okay, so that first big black water cloud was the transgression. Okay, and then it says, What therefore can be blacker or darker than these things? This is the beginning of the black waters which you have seen. And from these black waters again were black derived, and the darkness of darkness was produced. For he became a danger to his own soul, even to the angels. For moreover, at that time when he was created, they enjoyed liberty. He's talking about Adam. And became he a danger, some of them descended and mingled with the women. And then those who did so were tormented in chains. That's in Tartarus. But the rest of the multitude of the angels, of which there is no number, restrained themselves. And those who dwelt on the earth perished together through the waters of the deluge. These are the first black waters. So from the time of creation to Noah is the first black waters. Chapter 57. And after these waters you did see bright waters. This is the fount of Abraham, also his generations and advent of his son, and of his son's son, and of those like them. Because at that time the unwritten law was named amongst them. And the works of the commandments were then fulfilled, and belief in the coming judgment was then generated, and hope of the world that was to be renewed was then built up, and the promise of the life that should come hereafter was implanted. These are the bright waters which you have seen. All right, that's the time of Abraham. <clears throat> the real Abraham Accord was the Abrahamic Covenant where his children shall be as the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky. That is the Abraham covenant. So we'll stop there. Uh, chapter 58 
is, you know what, chapter 58 is only two sentences. The black waters, the black third waters, which you have seen, these are the mingling of all sins, which the nations afterwards wrought after the death of those righteous men, and the wickedness of the land of Egypt, wherein they did wickedly in the service wherewith they made their sons to serve. Nevertheless, these also perished at last. So we'll start with the bright fourth waters, and that, of course, is Moses. So you have the black, which is the creation and the sin of Adam, and then uh, that was the black cloud. Then there was the black waters of the angels that laid with women. Then it was the bright waters of Abraham. Then it was the black waters of Egypt. And now we're going to be starting with the bright waters of Moses. So we'll stop there. Uh, so we did through chapter 58. And I'm going to write that down so I know where we are tomorrow. And so tomorrow we will begin... Now, I have to go to town tomorrow, so I'm going to probably try and do this early in the morning. Um, got some stuff coming up, and so it's getting quite busy. So, so that's why the podcasts are at varying times each day, because I have to go according to the weather, depending on what I'm doing. And, but the weather's getting really nice. That's one bright spot. High today is like 82, so which is beautiful. And so I was able to do a lot of things this morning while it was still cool. And, and there's just so much going on, so much going on. But I will let you go for, the, for now, and we will pick up 2nd Baruch tomorrow and talk more about the vision that Baruch had of the black and bright waters. With that, I pray you have a blessed day.